This is Reconceived with Ben and Leonard. I'm Ben. And I'm Leonard. Let's try that again. Yeah, I was I was wondering if you were intentionally <laughs> doing that. That's kind of funny. I <laughs> This is Reconceived with Ben and Leonard. I'm Leonard. And I'm Ben. And I am excited for Christmas. Likewise. I'm so excited. We got our decorations all up. We got the Christmas tree. We got the wassail. The whole nine yards. Oh, yeah, that's just crucial. That waffle. Mm-hmm. You know. But... I am also quite excited for the presents that I'm going to get. And it's just a hunch, but I think one of the one of the presents I might get are Rubik's cubes. You don't say. Yeah. Tell me, Leonard, are you any good at those Rubik's cubes? <laughs> You know what, Benjamin? I happen to be quite good at those Rubik's Cubes. Well, that's spectacular. Um, for for everyone who isn't our mothers, uh, both Ben and I absolutely love Rubik's Cubes and are fairly good at them. Um, I usually average around 18 seconds. I'm at about 19, so you've beaten mm-hmm. me by a second or so. Yeah, just about a second. Uh, although you still have the personal best out of the two of us, yep. you have solved it in like 10, 11 seconds or so? 10 seconds and change. I think it's 10.3 seconds. Mm. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but I do know <laughs> for a lot of people, that seems unbelievably fast, right? For For most people, Rubik's Cubes are these impossible genius tests for only the most wise and smart of people you know it's not right. for average people you know no no one can figure it out and solve it unless they have an IQ of ridiculous proportions um that is not actually the case so today i want to dedicate this episode to reconceiving people's minds about Rubik's Cubes. I know, it's a novel idea. So, uh, before we get into the actual reconceiving of uh, the process of Rubik's Cubes and the difficulty of Rubik's Cubes, I want to uh, address another misconception. It is spelled, Rubik's is spelled R-U-B-I-K apostrophe S. It is not spelled with an X at the end. The original toy was designed by a guy named Erno Rubik. And so it is Erno Rubik's cube. Yep, Erno Rubik was a pretty cool guy. His first prototype was made out of wood, I believe. Yeah, yeah, the first one was made out of wood, um, and then it went to plastic, and then other people tried to make it and then made it infinitely better, uh, because another misconception, if you're going to get a Rubik's cube, don't get Rubik's brand. Yep. Because they're more expensive and they're not as good. Exactly. There, there's so many other better possibilities for anyone starting out. I would personally suggest the Waylong GTS. Um, I think Ben, your main is the Volk. 
Yeah, the Valk Three and the Gans Air. Mm-hmm. And to anyone who, uh, <laughs> to anyone who this episode will mean anything to, that means nothing. Right. So if you're just starting, I wouldn't recommend those. I'd just say get something inexpensive um, because Mm -hmm. even the really inexpensive cubes are really, really good at what they do. Or at least better than the Rubik's. Yeah, that's not a very high bar to pass, but yeah. You can get a perfectly acceptable 3x3 online for 5 bucks. Yep. So, you know, don't don't let the cost stop you. Don't let name recognition stop you. So let's actually get into the heart of today. Uh, I think where the misconception behind Rubik's Cubes really came into play was, well, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're just sort of moving the pieces around randomly, it's going to be near impossible. Uh, for, For most people who are just picking it up and playing with it, it doesn't seem like there'd be a effective and efficient way to be able to solve any combinations, right? Right. Uh, another part that really emphasized the impossible difficulty is how it was originally marketed. Um, they would throw around this number uh, that there are 43 quintillion, 252 quadrillion, 3 trillion, 274 billion, 489 million, 856,000 possible positions that a Rubik's Cube can be in. You know, they would say there's over, like, 43 quintillion possibilities, and there's only one solved solution. They would play up the idea that only the smartest people could figure this out, or the most dedicated people could figure this out. And that can be incredibly intimidating. That number is 20 digits long. It's not really possible for us to really get our minds around how big that number is, and so we just sort of dismiss it as an impossible number. But with that being said, even though there are over 43 quintillion combinations, that doesn't mean that every single one of them is equally complex. There's a lot of the combinations that are practically identical to each other. You know, there's a lot of combinations that are a couple moves away from being solved. I think, actually, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a Rubik's Cube is always 20, or around 20 moves away from being solved at any given point. It's 20 moves. So the the easiest way to sort of understand, the easiest way to understand that all of these combinations aren't equally as complex is to compare the Rubik's Cubes to colors. Uh, according to estimates, we as humans can recognize over 10 million individual colors. Now, that's not nearly as many as 43 quintillion, but that's still a lot of colors. Despite that, though, we can simplify all of them down to seven, the seven colors of the rainbow. This large and complex idea of colors can be taught to a preschooler before they can even read. And we can do the same thing with cubes. So we can actually simplify all of those outcomes that a Rubik's Cube can be in to seven simple steps. When you do all seven steps in order, 
you will have solved the Rubik's Cube every single time. And after you do that, uh, then you have finished the Rubik's Cube. Now, a lot of people don't really like to look up what these uh, steps are because they think that's cheating. Uh, I have good news for you if you believe that's the case. Uh, it's not. Personally, I have never met anyone who has ever been able to figure out the Rubik's Cube by themselves. Everyone that I've ever talked to, that I've ever seen, looked it up themselves. Um, ben, is that the case for you? I know two people who learned how to solve it by themselves, I think. One person oh, wow. was in the Navy. Uh, they were on a ship, and they didn't have any resources, so they just sort of figured it out over the course of a couple months. I'm guessing they probably had guidance from people who did know how to solve it, though. Maybe they didn't. Who knows? Right. And then the other is just someone who had about two weeks just to play around and do nothing else but solve the Rubik's Cube. So if you want to figure it out by yourself, you can dedicate two weeks of your life to doing nothing but trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. Or you can look it up like a normal human being, whichever is your preference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could spend two weeks or 15 minutes, and yeah. there, there's no, absolutely no judgment for looking up how to solve it. That's That's incredibly common and nothing that you should be worried about. Because in the end... The important, the, the fun thing about the Rubik's Cube isn't trying to overcome this large obstacle of intelligence. It's just to go through this process. As funny as that sounds, the, the fun part about solving the Rubik's Cube is actually moving the pieces and doing the steps, you know, doing the moves that are associated with the steps in the right order and thus getting it back to the solved state. It's almost like a rhythm. If you play piano for fun or if you do video games for fun, that is the same kind of feeling you get with Rubik's Cubes. I wouldn't know that the you know comparison with playing piano or video games because I don't really do either of those. But I do know right. that it's, it's very, very satisfying to have something to fiddle with that, mm -hmm. that, that brings a lot of satisfaction when it's solved and can be a really good conversation set piece. So yes. it's, it's really fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. In summary, the Rubik's Cube, you don't have to be a math wizard to, in order to solve one. You just don't. Um, there, there may be 43 quintillion positions that it can be in, but you can bring all of that down to seven simple steps that you can memorize fairly easily. Take about a couple hours and you'll be able to solve every single one of those 43 quintillion positions by memory. But with all of that said, uh, I have recently noticed a very concerning fact, for me at least. And what would that be? Well, when, when I'm solving a Rubik's Cube in public, people will come up to me and they'll say one of five things. Every single time, it's one of those five things. Um, it, Can I guess a couple of them, or are we going to... Well, go for it. Are we just going to run down the list? Okay. No, no, go for it. Um, Something along the lines of, is that a 10 by 10? If you're solving a big cube, I just take the stickers off and rearrange them, which would be one that I get just about every time, or I just disassemble it, or um, another one would be, I could never learn how to solve one of those things. You must be really good at math. Yep, yep. 
That's all I got. Or what's so, the fifth one? Or the fourth and fifth ones? Yeah, uh, that one that you just said um, is the one that I was about to bring up. Uh, but real quickly, I just wanted to say, side note, if you ever see anyone solving a Rubik's Cube in public, you don't have to know what this means. Just ask them, what's their PB average of 12? And that'll really mess with their brains. Yeah. And they'll think you know how to solve a cube, and you'll gain instant street cred with that one person. You don't have to know what that means. It's fine. They'll say a random number, and you just go, wow, it's easy. It's wonderful. Please. Or to say, I heard of a guy whose PB average of 12 was 7 seconds. And again, you don't even know, have to know who that is or what that means. And they'll be like, yeah, that's probably Felix Zemmix. Oh, yeah. And you'll say, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> His PB average of 12 is actually lower than that, by the way. Uh, you, you were breaking up earlier. Did you mention one where they'll say something along the lines of, uh, oh, I knew a guy who could solve that in like two seconds? That's, that's the one I forgot. Oh, yeah, I used to get that all the time. For the people who didn't like being one-upped in conversation, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they'd let you know that you were inferior to another guy. That yeah, you. please don't do that. That's not, that's not fun for anyone. But anyways, uh, sorry for going on that tangent, but the, the, the one that I did want to mention is the one you said earlier about, you know, oh, you must be great at math. You must be super smart. You must be uh, some genius. And that, that wasn't the case. That isn't the case. You don't have to be smart in order to solve a Rubik's Cube. But this semester, I was taking a... Uh, college-level math course, and math hasn't always been my my, my best uh, area of study. Area of study, yeah. However, this semester, as I was going through the math, waiting for me to get tripped up, I slowly became more and more worried because I wasn't. And my first thought when I was not having trouble with math was, oh no, people are going to think they were right. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't really think that I have improved in math because I can solve a Rubik's Cube. But I think I have been able to improve it in math because of what I've learned from knowing how to do a Rubik's Cube. Because when you think of the word genius that is one of the first images that pops into your mind, the, the, the unsolved Rubik's Cube. And that, in our culture, has sort of been associated with hyperintelligence. But because I've been able to learn that that is not the case, and in fact anyone can learn a Rubik's Cube, and that it's not as hard as it first seemed, it made me realize that a lot of these things that you would have to be a genius to understand aren't these four-dimensional concepts. They're, they're ideas that, with enough dedication, anyone can learn and anyone can understand. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that because I learned how to do a Rubik's Cube, that wall of intelligence that I, I couldn't climb over because I wasn't smart enough was completely broken down. Believe in yourself, and you can do anything. Believe! And it's not like you're saying that everything is going to be equally 
easy for everybody. Uh, yeah. Some people are clearly going to be better at math. Some people are going to be much better at writing. Other people are going to be a lot better at uh, playing video mm-hmm. games or solving Rubik's Cubes. Those last two aren't nearly as important, by the right. way. But the important distinction is that there's no hurdle that is just completely impossible for you to overcome if you really put your mind mm-hmm. to it. So, yes, yeah, someone else may find it much easier, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it in any way, shape, or form. What you said, Ben, was exactly correct. This has been Rubik's Cubes Reconceived. <laughs> <laughs>